0: Koinonia, Christian Fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is community. And now, your host, Tom Brown.
1: Yes, I did make it through the holiday Uh, In one piece, and uh, I am excited about 2016. I'm, I'm calling it Reboot 2016, and there's several reasons for that. I will mention many of those, but something else that I'm very excited about, and you are the first to hear this from my lips, and that is we will be celebrating here at KPXQ 20 years in the Valley next October. And I'm going to be relying on you to help me with some ideas of fun things that we can do throughout the year because I'm going to make it nearly a year-long birthday party. Uh, you know, I'm going to go like January to December. You know, they they say it's a, a holiday meal or a holiday month. I'm going to make it a holiday year uh, celebrating KPXQ's ministry here in the Valley. In fact, I have already made some contacts to uh, – Voices, if you've been a longtime listener that you haven't heard for a very long time, and will be surprised that they're still around to to talk a little. Some are still involved in ministry. Some aren't. Some are doing other things. But uh, going to go back 20 years, and uh, we're going to have some fun this next year. And that's one of the things. Just one of the things that I'm excited about for 2016. First day. It's been a tradition now. Mary and I both have done this along. Uh, following in Guy Chadwick's footsteps, and now Bridge Builders International. They do it all over the state, not just at North Mountain, but our mountaintop prayer. 733 is sunrise, and it's generally cold on the top of North Mountain. It's 733, but we're going to meet at 615 on the uh, south side parking lot there next to the ranger station, and we're going to hike up. About 7 o'clock is when we start things uh, at the top. You have some uh, uh, private time to pray over the valley. Then we'll have communion, and uh, then we'll have specific corporate prayer and the blowing of the shofar as we pray for our city, state, and country this Friday morning, bright and early. Start the year off with a real, real impact on our valley This year's theme coming from Isaiah 42, verses 11 through 13. Isaiah 42, verses 11 through 13. And uh, it'll put a smile on your face. If you don't remember that right off the top of your head, when you read it, you will. There is still time for you to make a contribution for Mentor Kids USA. As you know, we raised some funds for them and toys uh, with our sister station. But you can go online right now to mentorkidsusa.org. For all of the information on the Qualifying Charitable Organization's tax credit, that's a very long name for what used to be called the working poor tax credit. It's a dollar-for-dollar credit. If you're a single filer, up to $200, couples up to $400, it's no additional cost to you. This isn't something that reduces your income and thereby a portion. No, it's dollar-for-dollar. Quite simply, you choose Exactly where a portion of your tax dollars are used, not the state. That's the easiest way to understand it. No additional cost to you, but an incredible benefit to Mentor Kids USA. Go online, mentorkidsusa.org. Uh, you know how blessed Mary and I were going to Israel. There's still a few days left for you to register your pastor. For your pastor and spouse to go to the Holy Land for free. Walk in the footsteps of Jesus, visit the Sea of Galilee, the Garden Tomb, and one of my favorite places, the Mount of Beatitudes. Go online now, faithtalk1360.com, and nominate your pastor. You never know, they might win that life-changing experience, and they'll have a pretty incredible reboot for 2016 as well. I am delighted to have uh, someone back in my studio uh, that has been here many, many moons ago. And uh, also, somebody that we met just a little under a year ago, and I was fascinated by their ministry. Fine. Hey, I'm still getting it done this year. I'm getting it in under the wire, so I'm happy about that. You're listening to coinania This is KPXQ. You're listening to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Be honest, those that heard that PSA for brushing your teeth during the break there, that you, you ran your tongue across your teeth. Did, did, did you do that? I'm, I did. And then I laughed at myself because I was doing it. It's funny how, uh, you know, and I, I heard my mom's voice in there as well. Thank you so much for joining us this marvelous Monday. I am delighted to be here as uh, we're getting, well, we're kind of winding down 2015. Everybody has uh, is pretty much in agreement. I have yet to find anybody that has said that, wow, you know, 2015 is just drug on and on and on. It seemed like it would never end. Not anybody has said that, that I'm aware of. Not anybody at all. Uh, in studio with me today, somebody that we're we're trying to count it up, it's been at least... It's been at least 11 years. Yep, just about. And just the fun that, you know, you still talk to me, even <laughs> 11 years, you know, you've known me for that long. Uh, Ray Lamoureux, thank you for being in here. We originally met, uh, it was going to be an event at Victorious Christian Living, Yes, vcli.org, mm-hmm. if you want to find it online. You had an event. I went out. I immediately fell in love with the ministry. Thank you. Because, you know, multiplying taking the gospel, that's what we're to do, right? That's what we're called to do. Absolutely. And uh, it's been a real blessing to see that, you know, the ministry is continuing to grow, and hopefully yep. we can uh, see more of that. But then last year, the last time I saw it, I saw it, I don't know how many years since we've seen each other, we, yeah. we see each other occasionally out and about, uh, but there was a particular event that I was at, and I was so excited, personally. Uh, you know, I'm a big Southern Gospel fan. Amen. I, I'm a big Southern, I grew up... You know, in northeastern Oklahoma, um, mom loved uh, the gospel music. I had a cousin that actually did, you know, that got me started in radio. He, on the side, uh, did gospel music radio as well to his normal country show. But I was at an event that was uh, the Blackwood Brothers and Larry Gatlin. And the only downside of this whole event, that it was... Like the night before the Super Bowl, it was very poor scheduling, <laughs> which was here, yes, <laughs> and it was crazy busy everywhere. I had at least ten things I could do yeah. on on you know for seven days, uh, all Christian events. So, but th- there was something that struck me that I thought needed more um, more light brought to it. People need to know in our community that these kind of things are going on. And lo and behold, it took me 11 months to get him in here, uh, but you've helped me do that. David, welcome to Coinonia.
2: Oh, thanks so much.
1: Uh, I'm going to kind of let uh, Ray uh, introduce you just a little bit, and then I want to hear your story, okay. uh, and then we're going to talk about the importance of, you know, where we're at community-wise, and uh, it, just why... Uh your ministry is important in the community. But, Ray, uh, let's introduce—I let, want want you to start with a little bit of an introduction. Oh, I appreciate
0: doing that. Um, David and I met—this goes back probably eight, nine years ago—and <clears throat> uh, didn't know who David was. He was connected with a good friend who was the executive director for Prison Fellowship. And we went and had lunch together. Do you remember that, David? I do. Okay. Yeah and uh he is the most unassuming guy i've ever met you you wouldn't know the success that he's had and uh what what god is, uh where he's taken him and brought him to but david adelson and his wife judith have become very good friends of ours uh, my wife and i and i have had the privilege of seeing up close his walk with the lord and it's it truly is amazing he loves the lord he he will give you a testimony whenever the opportunity arises, and yet he still uh, is the chairman emeritus of a of a construction company called Adelson Peterson. And uh, last year they probably did some seven hundred million dollars. So it's not a small company. Right. And he has been. Uh, but when you get to be with him, you wouldn't know. You know that high powered businessman doesn't show up. This first of all, he's got a great sense of humor and uh he he shows up uh, uh with his sense of humor and with his heart for jesus and uh, i i don 't know if I can say any more nice things about him, but he is <laughs> truly well, he's blushing he well he is a great guy he he truly is <laughs> and uh, I have watched him uh, over the last eight or nine years and have been really blessed. He too has gone through some physical things, but he 's on the other side of it the lord is i 'm going to say I believe you were healed he he had a bout with cancer and, and uh, won it so far, yep. and we know he's going to win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yet, in, in the midst of that, I never saw him waver. I never saw him get worried. I, he, he knew, you know, he was just he, he's a real man of faith. So that's my buddy David Adelson.
2: David, again, welcome to Koinonia. Oh, thanks so much. And, Ray, thank you so much as well. And uh, I went through a bout of uh, throat, throat cancer, mm. and— uh, Anyway, um, do you want to hear me sing? Uh, I would love to hear you sing. <laughs> I, I, you still, know, <laughs> I, I still have my voice, and I'm just <laughs> grateful to. the How Lord much for that. fun was it? Uh,
1: sincerely, uh, that event that you and I that you uh, put on as a fundraiser. Uh, to, how Larry Gatlin? Boy, he's just a, he's just an everyday guy, right? It, uh, getting up there with them and.
2: It was really special. Uh, Larry stayed at our uh, home. And so we had a chance to get to know him a little bit. And there's bit. a
1: reason for that. There was no place <laughs> available. There's no home in the inn in yeah. Phoenix, right? That's right. But you were so gracious, and I know he was very appreciative, But uh, uh, and getting to go up and sing with him on stage or even sit out there during warm-up and just... Well, I played just my harmonica stuff. with him. It was awesome.
2: I, one of the songs that he wrote, All the Gold in California, mm-hmm. and then the... Uh, Blackwood brothers saying as well and it was really special for me to be able to do that with them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um do you want to hear a little bit about where I'm coming well, from? Well, I want to
1: hear a little bit about how the how God brought you to this point. Okay. Uh personally, and then we'll talk about the ministry, but you know, I know they're intertwined. Mm-hmm. But uh, tell me your personal story.
2: Okay. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home. Well, I'll back up a little further. My parents came from Sweden. My father came uh, during the Depression. And uh, he uh, came over to be a farm worker, but he got into the construction trades and ended up uh, working for a company for about 15 years. And then um, my mother said, look, you're working 16 hours a day for this company, getting paid for eight. Mm. Why don't you start your own company? Yeah. And so he did, with a 1940 Ford and a trailer. And the name of his company was George the Builder. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it started in Minneapolis when I was just uh, about a nine-year-old kid. And uh, so I grew up uh, in the construction industry and um, and, uh, and grew up in a Christian home. But um, for the first 35 years of my life, I went the wrong way. Oh and I really reached the bottom, and I went through a lot of difficulty. I won't get into that at this point, but uh, I made a commitment to Christ the 1st of May, 1972 that uh, that changed my life. And uh, so at that point, um, I, and soon after that, uh, Judith and I were, were married, and uh, so we were involved in many different missions, and I set up a uh, program uh, in our company, uh, honoring my mother and father, uh, so that we take a certain percentage of company profits, if and when we have them, and uh, and we put those into uh, a foundation. And so we've worked with somewhere around 50 different missions over the years. Well, uh, the year 2000, um, came around, and um, the thought came to me that there are 2 million people sitting in our prisons, and some of them want to change. hmm And um, I don't know where that thought came from. I, looking back, I really feel that God put that thought in my mind. We were short on skilled laborers in Minnesota at that time, and there was a shortage of skilled workers around the country. And yet here there are 2 million people sitting in prison. hmm and some of them want to change. So um, I got a hold of uh, Mrs. Peterson, who uh, was in charge of prison fellowship in Minnesota. And she was interested because prison fellowship uh, would take these folks to the door. But if they didn't have someone to meet them there, then what do they do with 100 bucks? Do they go north right. or south or east or yeah. west? What do they do? Well, they have to.
1: they kind of need to go where they know, right? I mean, but, you know. It's not like they can. They got anything else to lean on if there's nobody else there,
2: right? And many times they'll go back to what they were involved with before, even if they have made a, a commitment uh, to Christ in the prison,
1: because they think that well, I'll be protected now. You know, you know, an alcoholic walking into a bar, uh, kind of the same scenario. You think, oh, I'll be able to withstand.
2: Yeah, it's, it doesn't always that, work. It doesn't always work, and it's a scary place. Uh, I mean, look at how things changed in five years or ten years. Uh, Extremely good point. And uh, so mm. a lot of these folks, even though they've made a commitment, many of them go back in again. So, we, uh, I, like I mentioned, I got a hold of Mrs. Peterson. They were interested because what we wanted to do was to uh, help them succeed if they really wanted to change. Mm-hmm. And um, so we... Um, we, we started a program a monthly program at our office up in Minneapolis. That's where we started. And uh, uh, pretty soon there were 20 different missions meeting at our office on a monthly basis. And we were trying to do everything. We were trying to find mentors, which mm-hmm. is extremely important. We were trying to find housing. We were trying to find cars for them, whatever they needed to succeed. And pretty soon we had 20 different organizations meeting at our office. And that's grown to the point now in Minnesota, where there are over 60 organizations that meet on a regular basis, and there in Minnesota, our primary uh, object objective is to uh, find jobs for these people, which we've done. And I think we have probably six or seven ex-offenders working in our company right oh. now, doing a wonderful job. And over since the year 2003, when David Stricker. Uh, came on board to head our operation we've worked with somewhere over 500 ex-offenders wow who have whose lives have been changed and,
1: uh, and because god called you to that to be willing to hold loosely to what he's given you right
2: that's right that's cool and
1: we're going to continue the conversation uh this is fascinating in fact when we return i'll give you uh, a few websites that you may want to find out some more information so if you want to get your uh, notepad and pencil ready you are listening to Coinonia this is Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ I'm going to get some way to do the off mic stuff with with the show because we have some of the best conversations that not necessarily about what were the overall topic but just some fun conversations during the break. You're listening to Coin EA, this is Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ uh, Ray and David with me and uh, one of the things that <laughs> absolutely put a smile on my face. You ha- you handed me your two business cards and you have the May through October side right? and you have the November through April side.
2: That's not hard to figure out. Which
1: I really, <laughs> really respect your wisdom and intelligence that you have that, right? You were talking about how your ministry started up north and obvious uh, that you're here now with us uh, this time of year. Tell us how... Uh, you were able to bring this ministry and this work down to Arizona.
2: Okay, yeah, May through uh, October we're on a lake in northern Minnesota now when I retired, more or less. And then um, we're down here the other six months of the year in Arizona a place called Tonto Verde. And um, in Minnesota, there are roughly 12,000 people sitting in prisons. And we know through our experience that some of them really want to change. Right. And so when we... Excuse me, when we came to Arizona, there are 42,000, maybe there are more now sitting in prison here in Arizona. And we know that many of those folks in prison really want to change their lifestyle. And um, so, and, excuse me, in California, do you know how many people are sitting in prison? 250,000 sitting in prison. Mm. And every state has the same problem. And so if uh, if we can find a program that works, and we know it works because it's working in Minnesota and it's working here in Arizona this past uh, year from May to the present time, we are working with about 60 ex-offenders yeah. who really want to change well, their
1: lives. Well, you know, sometimes people just look at the cost of incarcerating that many people. Right. But and, let's also think about what would happen if those million individuals were productive member, members of society. Right. I mean, what would our, our economy look like just with that, you know, that turnaround? If right? you want – this is uh, 2011,
0: and it hasn't gone down. Just to house 39,000 inmates in Arizona costs us $950 million. Wow. Now, that doesn't include our jails, nor does it include the federal system just the state, mm. 950. And, and, and it's increased since then. Sure. Um, unfortunately, we, we build more prisons to house more people right. uh, as opposed to doing some of the things we're talking about. And, you know, for me, um, when I got involved, because I believe and have always been doing prison ministry since you've mm-hmm. known me, yep. I believe that The reality is if we get them in prison and have an opportunity to work with them there and then follow them out, it's very difficult in prison because in our state I can't be connected with an inmate who comes out because I go in. Mm -hmm. Well, if I can connect them with another organization and help them, because if you've been in prison three or more years, you're what they call institutionalized. Mm. They don't even know what that means, but what that means is when they get out of prison, they don't know how to order from a menu.
1: Right. Somebody that's been in prison seven years would look at this thing I have in my hand, uh, as far as being able to, and and like what? Yeah. And it's just a phone for me. For them, it's a whole new piece of technology that didn't exist when they went into prison. Absolutely. And there's so much of that, so they have to, you know. When they
0: get out, they still need structure. But so often, we we let out of our prisons in Arizona about twenty thousand each year. Sixty percent, approximately, go back. Wow, or more. It, yeah. it it varies. But the reality is that we're not in a industry that's going south. It's a growth industry. Mm. More people are growing in. So. What we do is like how in the world do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So what we can do is help. But I will assure you that there aren't enough of our programs out there because if there were, we wouldn't be having some of the problems we do. I can cite some of those other programs. But the reality is uh, we as Christians should believe in a second chance.
2: Mm -hmm. That's right.
0: I'm grateful that God gave me Amen. a second chance. He's given me a third and a fourth chance yes. along the way. But we need to be there. And, you know, when I read the Word of God, it's very clear. We're to be involved mm-hmm. in the prisons. It says in Matthew twenty-five, thirty-one through 41, to visit those who are in prison. So we should be, as Christians, involved. We shouldn't be happy that, look at all those bad people up there in the prison, leave them there. Right. Our hearts should be... I want to see them transformed by the power of the Lord mm-hmm. and their lives changed and having a living, productive life. If they're productive, they're not costing.
1: Right. So Absolutely. that
0: $950 million goes down, yeah. not up. Yeah. So for me, it makes perfect sense. It's something I think that is logical, and even government should say, hey, I'm for it. Right. They don't because mm-hmm. separation of church and state.
2: Doesn't make any sense. And no. Some of the folks that have gone through our program... Uh, it's wonderful. Some of them are going to college. Some okay. of them have bought their own homes now. Some of them are running multi-million dollar projects. Uh, others are managing stores, mm-hmm. and so it's it's exciting to see the the brain power that's there yes, that sure. can really uh, help uh, the areas in in need. The other thing is that. When these folks get out, they get back to their families again, they get back to their children again, and they become productive, tax-paying citizens. Yeah, I've had uh, many occasions the opportunity
1: to do uh, events for Teen Challenge Mm -hmm. that has brought the young men and women into my studio, and then I've had opportunities for their parents or wives or spouse or children Mm -hmm. uh, to be in here as, as well. And there's one thing that I can't, the the one thing that I don't uh, like about radio is the fact they don't get to see what I see in the eyes of those on the outside and the change that God has wrought in the life of those men and women. Absolutely. It is, it's joy unspeakable. Absolutely. It really, really is. And, you know... I could have been there. You could have been, you you know, there's all kinds of things. I I had a friend that was in prison, and, you know, he was feeling really bad about himself, and, you know, and I said, you need to stop right there, because if pizza was against the law, I would have no more control right now in my life over that than you had over alcohol. Mm -hmm. Just because you're addicted to something that, does something different in your brain and it's against the law then to go out in the community doesn't make you any worse than me and my inability uh, to control some of the things that have got a hold on me. And there's not an eating plan or an anti-drinking plan or anything that's going to work like God's love will
2: work in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's exciting. There's a verse in the Old Testament that says, he can restore the years that the locusts yes. have eaten. Amen. And he's done that in my life. He's probably Absolute. done that in your life, oh, Ray. Absolutely. And uh, he can do that and is doing that in hundreds of lives. Uh, and that's a
1: very verse that I use when I when the devil starts to say, "Oh well, you're 52 now. Uh, what have you done?" I like, you know what? You're right. I can. And then I start listening to him, and I say, "You're right." If I'd have done this, and th- wait a minute, wait, 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 a minute. God said. Right. <laughs> and I answered to him. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And You know, it's
0: interesting. I've been married two years less than year old. <laughs> this is my 50th wedding Congratulations. anniversary. Thank you. I say that because in the first six years, I wasn't a believer, mm-hmm. and I put my wife through living hell. And in all honesty, the, the, the marriage wouldn't have lasted if Jesus hadn't come into mm-hmm. our marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, I wouldn't have a daughter who's a youth minister Mm. i wouldn't have four wonderful children and you know the the lord has just given me an amazing life but it had to begin somewhere right and when i got saved you know i began being discipled that's exactly what we're talking about when these men come out of a prison they need someone there who says you're not going to do this alone And you're not going to go for a job and not get it and get discouraged and then you have no place to go so you turn to what you used to turn to. They're going to have someone there who cares about them, someone who is with them as they walk through life. They're not going to be perfect. None of us are, but they are going to be trained and they're going to learn they can walk victoriously in Mm -hmm. life and that they don't have to fall back on the old stuff. And, boy, I'll tell you, you get me preaching here. Yeah, well,
1: I, and the same thing, I was just thinking the exact same thing. about it. I get all I wound up and excited because I've seen what this can do in lives. Yeah. I, I really see it. It just it warms my heart uh, that you brought this ministry here to Arizona. Actually, we derailed and We didn't even let him tell his story about how he got here in Arizona. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you the last three minutes of the segment here to uh, try to move us down here in Arizona. We'll try to not get distracted this time.
2: Well, I thought, you know, I'm here for six months of the year, and it's on my heart to try to help these people who want a second chance. So that's how I got involved with, uh, I well, the first thing I did was get involved with uh, prison fellowship mm-hmm. again, and that's how it all started down here. And um, now the, my hope is that we can uh, bring other organizations who have the, the, the same Desire to help these ex-offenders uh, come to a new life in Christ. Uh, like we're doing in Minnesota, we've got like 60 organizations that are meeting monthly there, and hopefully we can do the same thing here in Arizona because the more folks that we have involved helping, mm-hmm. uh, the better off we are and the more people we can work with. And uh, so I'm grateful this, for this opportunity to say a few words to those out there in the uh,
1: and I know we have a lot of people in our uh, listenership that do prison ministry themselves, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or they, and like you said, that's a that's a wall you can't cross. If you're going into the prisons, that means you can't be on the other side serving as well. You got to be called to both, really. Right. Uh, but you can't really do the both at the same time. So we're going to give some contact information when we return and continue the conversation. You are listening to Coinania here on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ Right. I told you to get your pen and pad two segments ago, and I'm finally getting to it. This has been the way this whole relationship's been. I said last February we need to get together, and I don't know. C C T P A Z dot o r g. That's C C T P A Z dot o r g. What does that stand for?
0: Well, right now it's Career Construction Training Program, Arizona.
1: Yeah. And it is amazing, we we're again talking during the break, that uh, there's so many levels of complexity mm. for these uh, young men, primarily, mm-hmm. to succeed, even if they want to succeed, even if they've you know spent time working on you know making sure that they've got their ducks in a row, so to speak,, yeah. the deck is really stacked against them, absolutely. It's really stacked against them, and they need an advocate. They need somebody to uh, grasp their hand. One of my friends, he has a, an incredible tattoo of Christ's hand reaching huh. and grabbing him out of the muck and pulling. That's kind of what, mm. you know, this ministry does. That's right. Yes. It, it, it takes the you know, the hand of the offender and the hand of the Christ and brings them together.
2: And the only thing that really works is a a change that Christ can bring about. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, they can try to change on their own, and they can keep trying and trying. But without that uh, relationship with Christ and the Holy Spirit living within to give them the power that they need to change, it, it's really very, very difficult. One of
1: the great stories in the Bible, how am I to understand if I don't have somebody to show me? Absolutely. Right? I mean, that's, that's right. what we're talking about. You know, have you had any uh, anybody in your life that was a mentor, even if you didn't have a uh, traditional mentor-mentee relationship? Oh, Did you have a teacher? You know, it, there's, there's, not, there's very few people that have just picked up the Bible and read it. That there have been conversions, but than to have no other influence and be successful in walking out what Christ tells us to do. The other thing, and we
0: have to recognize it, if we aren't discipling them, they're being discipled. By somebody.
1: Yeah. Right. That's a really, really, really good point, especially uh, in that environment. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You take an 18-year-old boy and put him in a, a prison and have him in there for five years, and he, if he doesn't get connected... With a Christian program, he will be mentored, mm. and he'll just be better at what he didn't do so well mm-hmm. on the outside when he gets out again. Yeah,
1: man, that's, right. that's incredible. Uh, you made the transition here to Arizona, so now God's got you working in in two areas of the country. Uh, what have you seen? How about some more success stories? Right, uh, Ray, we can we can listen to some more success stories. Right, David, the, you, you've seen so many lives transformed. I know there's got to be one or two that just kind of jump out at you as being particularly memorable.
2: Well, there's one up in Minnesota I can think of. He started in our program and started working as a laborer for one of our competitors up there. And uh, he did such a good job that they trained him, and now he's running million-dollar buildings uh, for this construction company. That's one example. Another uh, there's a fellow named John Schuler who owns Schuler Shoes up in the Twin City area, and he has a number of stores throughout the Twin City area. And he has hired six or seven of our people, and one of those, uh, one one of the folks that went through our program is running one of his stores as a manager now. And uh, again, down here, we've seen uh, uh, some of our people buy their own homes, like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier. And go to college, and uh, it's just it's exciting uh, to see how these lives are being turned around.
1: What's the best way we can help? Well, for us,
0: <laughs> it's it's not just only getting the word out because that's important to let the, so that people know that we're doing what we do. Uh, of course, funding is all as you know in the five hundred one c three world. It's mm-hmm. always an issue, but. Pray for us. Pray that, that God connects us with the right people to work with us. I mean, we have formed some uh, good alliances. Uh, uh, and because they don't just need uh, a job. They need a place to stay. They need uh, churches to go to. You know, that's one of the things that has always been I want to say I'll be gentle it's always f- bothered me is how much the church doesn't want to get involved right and yet if you were in any mm-hmm. church at least one out of 20 of their folks that are in that church have been to prison or jail yeah but they don't say anything about it because after all we're supposed to be perfect, you get ostracized man. oh absolutely Probably. very quickly yeah uh and so you know, pray for the ministry. Pray that if you're you're a pastor or you're t- that, how can we get involved? How mm-hmm. can we be part of the solution? And uh, you know, we have one lady here locally that uh, we were on the phone with her. We were having a board meeting, and and uh, uh, Franz Beasley, who was our program director, brought her and let her speak to us. And as I listened, I felt so sorry. I, I felt. My heart was aching. She, all she could tell me basically was, "I'm not really good. I'm not very, you know." I, mm-hmm. And she's weeping. And finally, I said, "You know who you are?" She says, "Well, no." I says, "Well, in Christ, you're the righteousness of God." Mm-hmm. She says, "Yeah." I says, "Yes, you are." According to First Corinthians five twenty one, you're a new creation. According to First Corinthians five seventeen, and we began to minister to her. Well, that gal now. Is a job, uh, and I don't know whether she's managing an office, but she's involved in an office. She's no longer s- worrying about having to be on the street. She's got a job. She's doing well and still comes to our uh, meetings on either Tuesday. I
1: think she comes on Tuesday night. She
2: comes on Tuesday, yeah.
1: right? And I love her name, Hope.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: beautiful. And one of the wonderful things about uh, life in Christ is that He will use your testimony. He says, The power of your testimony, right? Mm-hmm. He will use your testimony to bring light to others.
2: The other, oh. the other thing is that God has given each of us at least one gift, mm. and we're trying to help these people find out what you know Absolutely. what is that gift, and how can we help you to find uh, to put that gift uh, to use, and so it's uh, it's exciting to be involved. with
1: Sure. Yeah. If you want to find out more, you want to get involved, you want to plug in, you want to say, "Hey, my ministry is doing this. How can I be a part of this? How can we work together?" Go to C-C-T-P-A-Z That's cctpaz.org. Now, Ray, I told you I wanted to talk a little uh, VCLI <laughs> uh, because I-, I think that's foundational. A- a- yeah. And it goes beyond just um, prison ministry. It goes beyond any—we should, as followers of Christ, be discipled and be, quote-unquote, educated in His Word. Absolutely. And Victorious Christian Living International, that's what you
0: have been doing for how many years now? Well, the ministry's been around since 1979, and I've been with the ministry over 20 years. Uh, I've been the president and CEO now for a little over 11 years. Mm. And my heart is uh, to not only see people's lives transformed, but walking in a victorious fashion. But when I came on, one of my heart's desires was I have a very strong mission heart. Uh, missionally, I'm, I'm out there. I look at prison ministry, by the way, as missions. And any pastor out there who is looking for places to do mission work, there's no better place than the prisons of America. Yeah. So having said that, I also believe in uh, missions around the world. We have uh, an office in Guatemala, Colombia, and Cuba. Now, to give you an example, in Cuba, this last couple of years, in 42 denominations, we taught salt to just under 2,000 people. Wow. And that's in communist Cuba. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. It, it is. It, it, it just is mind-blowing. Uh, India. We're working with, uh, I've been to India four times. We're working with different ministries in India uh, to see them grow. We have our material now translated. What we do, the salt material, seven areas of life training, we have it translated into uh, Mandarin, Russian, Spanish, Romanian, Bulgarian, uh, Telugu, Hindi. uh, And right now, uh, there's one of my board members has getting it translated. We have four of the seven books translated into classical Arabic, wow. and his heart is to go and teach in Arabic. Quick, true story: Sudan. He was over there, <clears throat> and this is Second Timothy two two stuff. Mm-hmm. We taught him. He's teaching someone Gosh. else. He goes to Sudan, invited by the military of Southern Sudan. Wow. He's teaching generals, leaders, and all of their chaplains. And the first two lessons deal with uh, how we become a believer. The first one is I am not God and how we try to be God. And the second Mm -hmm. one is because we're in Adam, we're all headed in the same direction. Jesus comes into our life. And what do you do with that? You have to believe. And so they're teaching uh, the first lesson. The fellow that was teaching it got so overheated physically, he said, I can't teach and he gave the book and said to the, 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 the pastor who was there, read it. So he read the book in English, and someone translated in Arabic. At the end, he said, is there anyone here who would like to know Christ like this, by, like we have just talked about, uh-huh. that you accept him by faith, believing, and you're transferred into his kingdom? All 44 chaplains raised their hand.
1: Wow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: These are the chaplains. So,
1: oh, so man.
0: They thought we made a mistake mm. in translating. <laughs> so they redid the whole thing. All 44 raised their hand again. Wow. Mm. It is amazing what happens when the Word of God is spread and uh-huh. then teaching, and, and they're using it. Uh, I mean, I've got stories like this all over the place, but, you know, for me— We also do biblical counseling, which is our foundation. And we have a school, Victoria's Christian Life Institute, where we're now able to give associates... Bachelor's and master's degree in biblical counseling. That's why I meant we were talking about June Hunt when we weren't on the air. Amazing woman, love her work, and we've been able to use her work. So that's great. A little about us.
1: All right, so you can find them at vcli That's vcli And again, reminder of the of the website cctpaz. So break it down into three parts, and you'll be able to remember it: cctpaz. Dot O-R-G. We're going to close with prayer. When we return, you're listening to Koinonia. This is Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Okay. One last reminder. Here's the email addresses for you. Cctpaz.org. If you have a a ministry or organization or you want to, you know, help them financially or you want to find out more, how can you be a part? They'll find a place for you. Cctpaz.org. And for the discipleship materials and, wow, just doing so much more, um, vcli.org. As is uh, our tradition here, we like to close in prayer. And, Ray, You would uh, pray for us and our audience, please. I would love to do that.
0: Father God, we're just so grateful for this opportunity to be here and to share what you're doing in the the world of prisons, uh, around the world, the ministry that you're doing. And we thank you for the airwaves that uh, allow us to reach many more people than we could even in a church. I thank you for Tom and his willingness to bring us on air. And God, I just ask you to bless this station and bless all that it stands for. Use these men and women to your glory. And it's in your name, Lord Jesus,
1: that I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, it's a delight to have you here. Looking forward to a, a wonderful and exciting new year. Uh, we're going to have to get you back in. I have, you know what I want to do, Ray? I want to bring some of these success stories in studio.
0: Oh, fabulous. Uh,
1: Whether they're, you know, maybe not even ones directly involved with these ministries, just to talk about the importance and how hard it is to come from that life to a new life. Uh, And how we need to be uh, men and women helping uh, what Christ has called us to do. Important fact, many of the people who have been helped, help as well. Absolutely. I was going to say earlier, uh, with Hope, uh, the reason she's coming back to those, you know, the powerful thing is that she's now giving right. a hand up absolutely, uh, as well.
2: And some of these people have started their own ministries. That's yeah. tremendous.
1: That's how God's math works. It really yes. does. Yes. That, that's really it. All right, gentlemen, again, thank you. This is Koinonia, and you're listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.